You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here, 13 pounds heavier after my trip to Louisiana with Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney, Maloney, excuse me, on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. This is episode number 74, Soft Toss 101. Ladies, how are you guys doing? We're good. How are you, Mike? I mean, I'm 15 pounds heavier, but I'm feeling fantastic. I had boudin in Lafayette. I'm very excited. It was a great recommendation. I had red beans and rice. Didn't get my gumbo. But honestly, ladies, I am in an absolutely fantastic, exhilarating type of mood. So if you ever thought soft toss cannot be made energetic or fun, I'm here to prove you wrong today. Um, other than that, Coach Heather, how how has your day gone so far? Uh, my day has been a little bit eventful. Not as eventful as Jess's, but a little more eventful than I wanted it to be. Um, as is atypical, like I've I've gotten over a long time trying to compare days with Jessica Tanner because usually <laughs> I'm like guess I'm like guess what happened? Just like doom doom doom. I was like I'm gonna show myself out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, kids is, the kids didn't have school today, so that always throws a wrench in your plans. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. fair enough. Uh, that all. Please does uh, throw a wrench in your plan. And in terms of what? In terms of like work or just in terms of like getting like peace and quiet? Everything, Mike. Done? Everything. Excellent. Gotcha. Everything. Okay. Yeah. If you work, so, then you have to find childcare. If you don't work, then you have to become the childcare, which means you don't get to be productive or do the things that you planned on doing. And then in my instance, if you, both of your children are sick, you do absolutely nothing all day. But get some good snuggles, so I can. I was about to ask you. You got snuggles, right? So Fantastic. like the goods outweigh yes. the bad sometimes. Yeah. And both <laughs> and both of my girls are normally so like stubborn and strong-willed and independent, and both of them have been like, "I just want mommy," and I'm like, "Okay, let me hold you." So you're like, that, you're like that's, I, that's a win. I guess yeah. I'm surprised Tommy still has a voice after her after taking the girls back to uh. uh to eight you softball with all her starting. I mean, she was getting the dugout cheering started by herself yesterday. It was absolutely fantastic. It was actually really adorable to watch. Um, but before this becomes another podcast about me taking us off topic, <laughs> the the, the sheriff, the other yeah, sheriff is back in town. So I will I will move <laughs> to soft toss one hundred and one. I don't know who wants to start this one off. I soft do. Toss, I want to start this one by saying this is such an underappreciated skill because it is very like difficult to be proficient at soft toss. And it's so funny because like it, it sounds so simple, right? But it's not like I can't tell you how many coaches I see that don't do it properly and that they like don't have an, uh, any sort of movement to give their batter time to load or it's all over the place or you toss the ball up and it's not at the correct point of contact for an inside middle versus outside pitch. Like there's just, it, there's so many ways to do this correctly and well that and it's, so, you, right? it's so easy to mess it up. And it, and then, then when you get the girls where it's like, Hey, yeah, we're going to soft toss and put you in two groups. And one of you is going to toss and one of you is going to hit. That is about the most inefficient hitting I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, you, you know, like soft toss, you don't realize how hard soft toss is to to do, um, to toss until you're trying to hit and somebody that's bad at it tries to toss to you. It's darn near impossible to even hit the ball. So if we can't, you know, toss it well to our kids when they're trying to practice, yeah. we are not doing any for anything for them to help their swing and help them get better. Fun story time, real quick. 
uh, when about two years ago, um, Jessica looked at me and said, if you're going to continue to toss the ball like that, I'm not going to allow your child at home to hit soft toss with you. So, <laughs> so, Hey, I, you know, there's many things that, you know, I'm still learning. I feel like if I had to grade myself on like a one to 10 scale, I'm an easy seven and a half to an eight and a half on a soft. Toss. Like I got reamed multiple times. I mean, I don't, I'm so bad coach Jess to the point where I don't even let Elisa do soft toss anymore. I'm like, we're not doing this. And I've gotten so good that my wife asked me to toss her soft toss now. So I have acquired that skill. And it, it, it really is too, even the hitters, right? Like, like it is an acquired skill, right? To be able to hit soft toss, as I think you were saying, Jessica, proficiently and make it a worthwhile drill. No, I was saying it's an, uh, an acquired skill to be able to toss. Oh, well then, oh not brag. I'm fantastic. To be then. a good soft tosser. So, okay. Like explain what a good soft tosser looks like. Okay, and let's not, just and, yeah. not, and, and not from the We're, common mistakes perspective. Let's just slowly go through it from the top. No, to. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint you guys a picture. So we're gonna get right into like the how to soft toss. So first of all, um, soft toss is different than front toss in that you are directly across from the batter. You're right next to the plate um, with them. You're not out in front. You're right. You're you're slightly out in front because we always want to encourage our batters to hit the ball out in front of them, but you're not to where if at any point they swing, they're going to hit you with the ball coming off their bat. So you're, you're about directly in front of them, maybe six inches. I mean, directly across from them, maybe six to eight inches in front of them. Um, but as a soft tosser, one, you're going to want to get low. So either sitting on a bucket, sitting on the ground. Um, I am, I would not encourage you to be standing up because that's going to give like a very false sense of, one timing, but also just realistic point of contact for where you should be hitting the ball. Right, um, in fact, okay. that's going to encourage more of like a, a high pitch swing. Whereas I like to encourage batters to look for something lower in the zone. Um, so you're going to want to be b basically positioned below uh, the batter. So I like to get in like a crouch, a bucket, what, um, a small stool, a chair, whatever you have handy but you're going to be across from them slightly out in front and you're going to hold the ball out in front of you with a straight, maybe slightly bent arm. Um, but you're going to hold it out so that when you move your, your entire arm down, the batter is going to get into their load. So what I mean by that is like, that's their negative movement to get their timing and their power behind the ball. So I like to tell my batters, hey, when I move, you move. So that's your timing. That's your movement. If you're a soft tosser that just like tosses the ball um, without any sort of negative movement, without any sort of like downward angle, the batter doesn't have any time to get into a strong, powerful, um, powerful load, powerful swing. So when the tosser, um, you're going to present the ball out front, make sure they're set. Um, go down with the ball, you should see them moving back into their load. And then as you are moving your arm up to toss the ball, they should be starting their swing. The hitter should be starting their swing. Um, so you're going to toss the ball up. Uh, the maximum height of the toss should mimic the height of the pitch so that uh, if you're working on just like solid, like meatball middle pitches, then you're going to want to have like a, you want the top of the peak of that toss to be about belt high. Um, if you're working on low pitches, then the top of the toss should be right above their knees. If you're working on high pitches, uh, then the top of the toss should be at their armpits or right across their chest. Um, 
So that's kind of, if you can, you can kind of get a visual. So again, that peak of the toss, either right above the knees, belt high, high, somewhere in between, but you want to try to stay within the strike zone. Um, so kind of keep that in mind. And then you want to encourage the hitters to make contact at the top of the toss. So that way they can, you can encourage them on their timing. Um, your lower tosses are going to be able to help simulate not only lower pitches, but, but faster pitches because you're going to have to get to that ball faster. Your higher pitches, your higher tosses, that's going to simulate not only the high pitches and getting on top of the ball, but also maybe a little bit slower pitcher where you have to wait for that ball to get at the peak. Um, another thing you can do if you're the soft tosser is toss the ball um, like a lot higher and let it travel down into the zone to kind of help simulate a changeup. Um, so again, timing's important, that negative movement. So your batter has time to get ready. Uh, on that same note, this is not a speed drill. Um, this is not speed toss. You're wanting to give them time to reset, get into a good load, a strong swing. So it's not trying to get through as many balls as possible in a short amount of time. This is trying to encourage them to um, focus on their mechanics and give you a good, strong swing. Each other? No, that's a very good outline of, of of how to set it up and how to execute it with the, you know, how to execute the toss because it is like we said, it is an acquired skill. It's something you need to put some effort and practice. I think we could add this to our list of like videos as well. Absolutely, um, and I'm already so, like painting some little graphics in my head right now, so I'm gonna work on those also. Okay, so this may seem um pretty basic after going through some of the how-tos, but common mistakes, Coach Heather? Yeah, so um, I think one of the ones I see most often, and I don't know why, but I see this a lot with um, when I'm with around my son and doing baseball, um, watching baseball, but tossing too high. And I think this probably stems from trying to do soft toss while standing instead of crouched or on a bucket. Um, I will see some some dads or some coaches toss the ball up and they're tossing it up over the height of the kid. I mean, that's that's really, really difficult if you're trying to hit a ball that's tossed like that. So like we talked about, like Jess said, keep it uh, the, the, the height of the toss should be where the, you know, the simulated pitch is. So belt high uh, pitch, the, the top of the toss should be around the belt and so on. Um, that's one of the most common ones I see is tossing too high. Um, another one is the tosser being too far away from the batter. So if we're thinking about where we're setting up and the type of toss we're trying to make, uh, the toss should be more or less straight up and straight down. You're not covering a lot of ground. Um, if you're set up, uh, you know, safely, a safe distance across the plate from the batter, kind of think of it like if the batter is in, you know, the right-handed batter's box, I would be sitting towards the front of the left-handed batter's box somewhere around in there, um, a safe distance away. But if I get too far, then I'll be sort of tossing the ball at the batter rather than just a straight up and down. Um, we talked about a presentation uh, to and, and so that you can allow for a cue to load for dropping your hand and uh, to go into the toss so the batter knows when they can load. Um, with my daughter, because my daughter likes to get into like a serious rhythm and just you know, blow and go. Um, and, and she doesn't like to slow down and get reset e each time. I'll take it one step further and not just present the ball and go straight down into the toss, but I will actually kind of rest the ball on my knee, let her get set 
take the ball off of my knee with the straight arm and then go down into the toss. And, and that will be when she gets into her uh, load and starts the swing. So I take it one step further. If you, if your batter needs to take it one step further to slow down and make sure that they're, you know, set before they go into their load and start their swing, then that's something you can do. Um, and then this one is a little, uh, a little more, uh, maybe advanced. If if you're if you are tossing to a more advanced batter, you might be working on low pitches or high pitches or inside pitches or or outside pitches. Um, so those tosses are going to be a little bit different. So your your goal is to toss the ball to where the height of the pitch, the max height of the of the toss, mimics the pitch. So if you're working on inside pitches, you're going to make contact more out front. Your toss needs to go more out front and closer to your batter. Um, if you're trying to mimic an outside pitch you're going to let the ball travel if you're hitting an outside pitch so that that um, toss is going to be a little bit deeper you know more like across from the batter's belly button rather than out front and out front of their front foot um so trying to mimic those those pitch locations and contact locations um with your toss excellent um what are some beginner drills that you can start on coach yes uh, well, good old just normal soft toss right down the pipe is always a good place to start. Um, once you kind of get the hang of that, uh, we can kind of mix it up a little bit by playing the number game. So similar to what we've described in the past and hitting off of the tee, uh, you toss the ball up, have the hitter swing through um, contact, and then make sure that their head's staying still and you flash a number and see if they can tell you what that number is, um, like zero through five, through five. Um, you can also put, uh, like dots on the softball, uh, colored dots to see if they can tell you maybe like what color, uh, dot they're hitting. Um, just to, again, make sure that they're seeing and staying, seeing contact and staying, um, head down through contact. Okay. Excellent. Um, now as we move through the beginner drill section of the podcast and get to the intermediate drills, what is something that we can really you know, kind of tie back to the beginner drills, but as they progress through the intermediate drills, um, kind of push them a little bit forward, Coach Heather. Right. So it, once your your batter uh, sort of masters the the straightforward soft toss or maybe some of those more basic drills, um, you can throw in some small wiffle balls, you know, those tiny golf wiffle balls, or if you, you know, want to make it more fun, um, the marshmallows. You can use the, the big marshmallows or even use the small marshmallows if you're you feel like your batters can really um, focus in on that small target. That can be just fun and something different for the kids to do too. So that's a, that's a real good one there. Um, two ball high and low. So um, this one, you're going to kind of stack um, two balls in your hand. Um, you're probably going to see, I have to use two hands usually, um, but I'll usually stack them in my hand. And the goal is to toss the two balls to where they stay stacked. So one will be high and one will be low. And you toss the ball up. And as the ball is leaving your hand, you either say high or low. And that's the ball that the batter is going, uh, wants to hit. So if, if I toss it and say low, the batter is going to ignore the one that ends up being high and it's going to hit the low one and vice versa. Um, that's That one's a really good one for, for focus when I feel like my batters are not focusing they're just kind of going through the motions and I want to really get their attention and make sure that they're thinking about what they're doing um that's a good one to throw in there um the, the, the uh, this you one... said that Cora likes to to kind of load and go if for those who don't like to load and go is there a like I know Jess said this wasn't like a speed drill per se right but right. like what type of rhythm should they get into should there be a type of rhythm should it be one reset refocus replant all the things that's or... the second one okay. every pitch is a new pitch you don't want them getting to where they're 
expecting the same speed, the same location. (laughs) You want it to be a reaction. Okay, Coach Heather? No, I definitely agree. Um, Changing your pace is a really good good thing to do. And I think that's that goes for just about every hitting drill. You don't want to get in too much of a rhythm where you're, you know, either going constantly fast or constantly slow, kind of mix it up and make sure that the batter is taking their time and, you know, thinking about what they're doing. Um, The low, middle, high toss pyramid. What's that, Jess? That so that's one that I've started doing that I really enjoy. Um, so kind of along the same lines, working on different points of contact for low versus middle versus high pitches, but you would, it's one ball at a time, but you tell your batter, okay, we're going to work our way from the bottom of the zone to the top and then back to the bottom and back to the top. So depending on how many balls you have, or if you're hitting a full bucket or whatever you're doing, you tell them, okay, first one's going to be low. Then we're going to go middle. Then we're going to go high. Then we're going to go middle. Then we're going to go low. So you're working your way up and down and up and down. Um, so you start by telling, okay, low and then toss and then middle toss high toss. Um, and so you start by telling them, and then after they kind of get into that rhythm, you say, okay, same thing. We're working on different, um, pitch heights, but now I'm not going to tell you what I'm tossing you. And so then you stay within that low, middle, high range, but then it truly becomes more reactionary by not telling them. Okay, and is this a reactionary drill or is or no? Uh, well, I mean, it's yes because they're having to see ball, hit ball. They they're having to react to how quickly you toss the ball. If you toss the ball inside versus outside, if you toss the ball low versus high, um, so yes, they're having to read and react to where the ball is tossed, how quickly the ball is tossed, and then make that quick decision on how to get to contact and stay through extension, depending on where you toss it. Okay. Okay. And that would be more of the advanced section of the drills? Um, yeah, I'd say intermediate to advanced. Um, a couple other ways you can just kind of go from that intermediate to advanced is you could add our, our favorite uh, hitting goggles. So those are those blinders that um, basically make them focus on point of contact and, and tunnel vision versus let them see the ball through their peripheral of their eyes. Uh, you can work on inside outside pitches. So for example, tossing to a righty um, on an inside pitch, the ball needs to be significantly further out in front of the plate so they can get their barrel out, um, out to the ball. We're on an outside pitch one. If you're going to do that, you need to make sure you're not out in front of the plate so you don't get drilled. Um, but that's going to be a little bit, um, like basically right on top or slightly behind the front of the plate working on outside pitches. Um, and so Heather made a, a, a mention of tossing the ball where contact should be, depending on the pitch location. It's also important to know that as a as a tosser, you need to know what you're throwing them because you don't want to throw a ball. Like Can you explain what you mean by that. Yeah. So like if I'm tossing the ball and I'm I'm throwing to a right handed batter and I want to work on inside pitches, like I can't just throw the ball at them like over the plate, I need to know that an inside pitch needs to be hit out in front of the plate, that contact needs to be significantly further in front of the plate. So that's where I need to toss the ball. Whereas on an outside pitch, it's going to be on the outside half of the plate and deeper towards the catcher. So that's where I need to toss the ball. So it's it, there truly is an art to soft toss to do it right. You're not just like tossing the ball all willy nilly. You got to know and be intentional with like where you're tossing it. And then also um, for the intermediate and the advanced hitters, especially like 
they're going to recognize where they should be making contact. So in encouraging them, Hey, if I, if I jam you, like if it's not a good toss, you don't have to swing or you don't have to hit it. Like if that's not where I'm supposed to be tossing it for that pitch, like it's okay to let it drop and, and look for a better one or look for like the right location. Um, and then one of my new favorites is, um, I just call it change up soft toss. Cause that's basically what you're working on is, um, but so you're sitting across from them. This is best done on a bucket or in a chair. You have a ball in each hand. And so it's good old normal soft toss. Um, if you toss the first ball, um, so you're, what you're doing is you're trying to kind of keep them loaded and keep them from jumping to their front side by also letting them know that, okay, if I have two balls in my hand, if I basically pump fake you on the first ball and I don't toss it, that is trying to simulate a change up. So as a hitter, you should still be like weight on your backside, hands high in that separated loaded position. Um, and then you would toss the second ball very, like very shortly thereafter. Um, so basically you would just make them recognize that they shouldn't be lunging forward. They shouldn't be committing to the ball. They should still be like basically loaded. And then you would immediately toss that second ball to kind of simulate a change up. Does that make sense, Mike? It does. Um, again, I think some of these things are going to be more helpful. Like I know the podcast visual. is great, but yeah, this seems like a very visual uh, pairing of a video with this podcast. Agreed. I'll get some. Uh, I'll get some actors and get you guys some content. I promise. I think I you should. Mine. <laughs> I think I, I. I think you should rate. Uh, like like rate. I think Heather. I think we should have like a competition on Wednesday to see who is a better soft tosser, and Coach Jessica rate us. Between, oh, between you and, and oh boy, between you. Okay. Okay. I am gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna be a little sore on Wednesday, but I'll do my best. Okay. I just feel well, like a little sore. Already. Mike, the competitions that we have lined out for the two of us are growing, so we need to actually do some of these. Yeah, I I actually want to do the um the bucket drill. You guys remember that one where we put a bucket on the field and we see who can hit ground balls into it? Oh, we need no. to do that. I want to do that one. So if I, I don't feel, win that one, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, well, so so here's what's going to happen. I can tell you guys right now. Coach Jez is probably going to win that one. Coach Heather mainly because Coach Heather will hit the ball so hard the bucket the ball will come so in and good. out of the bucket, so it won't count. And then I'll probably just try so hard I'll just hit it to the fence because I just got power for days and I can't help it sometimes. Um, <laughs> but but all, all kidding aside, I do I do think a soft toss um, video would be fantastic for to, to just just pair with this one specifically because it's it's N that and a bunch of easy. visuals. We yeah, yeah we'll get to work easy. on it. Yeah, and I just want to say that like if if you're new to trying to help your your new softball player out and and you really want to get out there and help them, like don't let the fact that soft toss is, is something that you need to learn and, and kind of practice to get good at be something to deter you from trying. Just start really, really basic. Just because you're starting basic doesn't mean it's not going to be helpful. Start with basic soft toss, master that before you start moving on to some of the other things. Um, and your batter will let you know, even if they're relatively inexperienced, they'll let you know if your tosses <laughs> need to be adjusted. Um, so take some feedback from them, um, you know, that was so kind of you to say it. Well, you know, it's true. Your batter will let you know if your tosses are garbage. So <laughs> I've been told before. So <laughs> they'll let this, you know, take true? some feedback and try to make a small adjustment and, and just try to, you know, let your batter know that you're learning right along with them. If it's, if this is new to you, but don't be afraid to get out there and give it a shot and try to get better at it. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind, especially with like, 
younger hitters and learning hitters is uh, you start off by teaching them like a level flat swing, right? And that's something that a lot of young hitters have a hard time understanding. Something you can do to kind of incorporate working on that from a soft toss perspective is you can actually take a tee um, without a ball, without anything on it, and just put it like like on the plate, maybe a little bit lower than uh, where you're going to be tossing the ball. But um, just put an empty tee there and then toss the ball above it. And so that way for your visual learners, um, if they hit the tee, obviously they're dropping below the ball and coming up with their hands. So that's another kind of learning cue that you can use to teach them um, to keep that lap, flat level swing as they're just starting out. Awesome. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else you guys think you can add to this soft toss 101 drill um, in this type of podcast that you can think of? Um, like, I, like I, I don't know how much deeper you want to go into. I would just say that as the more and more you get into working with your intermediate and your more advanced hitters to continue to mix it up, your speeds, your locations, keep them on their toes so that everything becomes a read and react versus just going through the motions. And then you can also, there is a, there is an instance where you would want to do like a speed soft toss. And if that's something where you have a hitter that has a hard time, like using their lower half, that doesn't feel their legs, that doesn't understand the concept of swinging as hard as you can, you can actually tell them, Hey, I'm going to toss you three balls in a row. Um, as soon as you hit the first one, you're going to get all the way through your swing and then you're going to go and you're going to pull directly back into your load. And I'm going to toss the second ball. So that it would be like a toss 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 like a one two three and then like a pause take a break talk about the adjustments that need to be made and then do another set of three um you can build on, on that and do like a set of four or a set of five so that that also becomes like a a swing conditioning and a stamina and like a building power drill as well but that that would definitely be for your more advanced hitters that are comfortable confident and consistent with their swing that's not something i would try on someone that i'm like teaching how to how to play softball all right, fair enough. Coach Heather? No, just get out there and get started. If I, if you're brand new, I'd say just focus on um, making sure you don't toss too high and, and toss to where the batter can make front make, or make contact right out front of their body, not, you know, even with them. If, the, the, if you want to start there and get proficient at that, then you can build on that. I did think of something else. So we, uh, we talked about like the marshmallows and little wiffle balls. Another thing you can do to kind of level up again for your more intermediate and advanced hitters is you can have them use like the tiny little bitty thin plastic bats from Walmart. They're yellow. They're super cute. Or they have like the heavy bats that are about an inch thick um, or, or uh, just or even like a PVC pipe, something with smaller surface area so that if you use a smaller surface area bat with the smaller objects uh you're also really really incorporating tracking and watching the ball and point of contact that's fun too very and frustrating yeah be ready fun, for that one fun as in maddening yeah fun <laughs> i mean it depends what level you're at but that absolutely frustrating so um that's something that if you're gonna try that be prepared for some some bad words and some maybe some throwing of things uh, first couple times you try it, but By you the do tosser that. or the hitter. No, the hitter. It's it's a very difficult thing to do. Hit a small object with a very small bat. It's it's hard. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else you want to add, I think I'm going to wrap us up 
out of here on the Fundamental Class Pitch Podcast. This was episode 74, Soft Toss 101. Did we make it fun? You let us know. <laughs> the next edition will be number 75, Position Spotlight Series is back, this time focusing on the six hole or the shortstop. Um, again, thank you for continuing to like, comment, and subscribe. And please, uh, please continue to share across all social media platforms. Again, the numbers continue to rise. The metrics continue to rise, as do the play times. And analytically speaking, uh, I believe Coach Heather is sending stuff out through Google and um, what was it? Google and Amazon. We're trying to catch up to Spotify for whatever reason. Spotify was what really took off. I'm not sure if it's because that's a platform in which we began with and it's it's more built into their system. But regardless, um, thanks for listening. Um, again, it's Mike here with Jess and Coach Heather. Until next time, uh, have a great day.